60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We are saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network throughout the entire southeastern United States. Robert Palmer is the consumer empowering voice explaining all important facets of finance from your savings accounts, those credit cards, your credit score, loans of all types, and ultimately building independence in finances. Not so much being the richest guy on the block, but taking over money never being intimidated when it comes to applying for a loan, not being worried when you visit the car dealership, but oh no, but being in charge when you visit the car dealership. Now that is empowerment. And that kind of power can be exercised when you're opening up a bank account, you're buying investments, whatever it might be. You can be in charge when you follow Robert and you follow this show. Today, we've got a lot to talk about. There is no doubt about that. Always things pertinent to today and today's economy. We'll talk about the perils of for-profit colleges. Some are simply student loan mills. We'll talk about credit cards, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll talk about the no closing cost promotion for refis. How does that work? And the challenge continues getting our kids involved in finances all through their adolescence. We'll talk about being intimidated when it comes to finances, but not having to be because you've got the tools at your disposal now. We'll talk about the Saving Thousands rules to success. And finally, we'll discuss the importance of a validated pre-approval when it comes to getting your mortgage. Hey, let's get started with the show. You know, Robert, it was about six years ago, country was going through the financial crisis, housing was down. And you mentioned to me on a show one day, you said, you know, Rob, the next thing that's coming along is going to be major problems with student loans. Well, here it is. What were your concerns? We're talking about the for-profit colleges uh, who committed fraud, uh, who committed these acts, who preyed on unsuspecting, out-of-work individuals. You know, Rob, one of the, the big tech techniques they used uh, to find people to try to sign up for the colleges is they would set up res- they would set up sites for fake jobs. Right? This this actually happened. So they would set up a they would run an ad on Monster or Career Builder for a fake job in a, in a particular industry, and then they would get all these resumes from people who were trying to apply for a job because they were unemployed. And then if your resume showed you were unemployed, and if the resume showed that you were probably in a desperate state, they would now reach out to you. And that was a lead. That was a lead for them for a potential student. Uh, and when you've got educational institutions operating in these manners, you know, tricking people into sending their contact information in under the guise of employment in order to then be called by a slick salesman who was selling subprime mortgages six weeks before and is now selling you on the idea of signing up for college uh, and is going to prey on the fact that you're unemployed, that you're looking for work. You know, you got to remember, Rob, when this trend started, the economy was in a bad place. Remember that? Uh, there were so know. many jobless kids. They'd gotten out of high school. They couldn't afford to go to Florida, Florida State, couldn't afford to go to the big schools. And as you explained six years ago, I remember it so clearly now that I'm thinking back and during your dissertation, I've been thinking about the things you pointed out. And you said, so there were a whole bunch of kids that couldn't get jobs. Not just kids, Rob. They, they targeted adults, adults as yeah. well. Yeah, anybody who was out of work. It was, a, it was a bad economy. Nobody could get a job. And all of a sudden, you get something that says, hey, you can have a little pocket cash. You can get a brand new computer. And we're going to throw in some kind of education. And we're going to accept everybody. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that, that, that's it. And then we're going to saddle you with these loans. And, and, and now we're, we're, again, we're looking at the next big credit wow. crisis in this country. Uh, and just as we're starting to see a housing recovery uh, you know, all the articles now are talking about how foreclosure rates are, you know, hitting lows. Delinquency on mortgages is at lows. Mm. Uh, everything we have finally come out of the mortgage meltdown and the mortgage crisis. Uh, most people have have either regained equity, you know, because home values have increased substantially. Most people either regained equity over the last uh, two, three years uh, or, or worked through their issues and got back on their feet. And are now, you know, we're getting back into a normal housing market from a delinquency standpoint uh, there's not as many people in foreclosure. There's not as much pain uh, and destruction being caused in people's financial lives by the mortgage industry. Uh, and now we have this this next uh, ugly beast rearing its head, 
And it's going to be student loans. It's going to be uh, federally, again, just just like mortgages. You know, mortgages were federally guaranteed uh, because of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Jenny Mae. And now we have a problem with federally guaranteed student loans going down the exact same path. And, and I think this bailout will be much, much larger. You know, I think the loss to taxpayers uh, is going to be much, much larger when the dust settles on this. Because, uh, again, you know, with, with, with housing, uh, there was a tangible item there, right, Rob? There was a house. You know, there yeah. was something to live in. And so when they came out with HARP, the Home Affordable Refinance Program, and they were able to lower people's payments considerably, uh, it then became more affordable to stay in the home with the new lower payment than to walk away from the home. Uh, there's nothing like that that can be done with student loans. You know, if, if someone went to a college that, that, that was committing fraud and that was falsifying documents and that was lying about potential job placements and everything else we see going on here, uh, there's there's nothing like that they can do. There's there's nothing they, they can do. It's just funny, Rob. I just got a text, uh, 941 area code. They said, I worked for Corinthian and everything you're saying is spot on. The school is full of lies, deceit, greed, large egos. I was a recruiter uh, for one of them. Management purposely lied to us and kept us in the dark on many issues, especially financial aid. I thought I was doing the right thing and helping people, but in the end of the day, it was all wrong. Uh, this is this. I'm telling you, this is this is a mirror image of the mortgage industry, uh, and it's happening over there. And, and Corinthian is just the first to fall. I mean, don't don't think that they were the only the only institution uh, doing this. I, I think they're the first of many to fall. Uh, I think the Department of Education, who never really in the past, Rob, has had to worry about enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably don't even really have an enforcement division, I right? They because do. Because I mean, if you look back when you had these these institutions that had been around, you know, nonprofit colleges uh, that were institutions and had been around for hundreds of years, right, uh, and were ingrained in in the communities where they were. Uh, and, and again, there was only so many people that could attend on the campus, so there were some constraints to growth. Uh, and, and if you think about it, you know, not everybody gets in because they only have so much classroom space and everything else. The industry kind of policed itself, and then because of the rise of internet. And online education, which I think I think can be a great thing. You know, I think I think people being able to learn online can be a great thing. I think bringing the possibility for uh, you know for college education to people who otherwise would not have been able to uh, to take advantage of that is a great thing. But uh, as with any industry, when you have something new pop up like this, uh, and and the internet is boundless, and there's no constraints to growth, and there's no quality control in check, there's no regulation, there's no enforcement division over at the Department of Education to make sure these colleges are telling the truth. And all of a sudden, you've got for-profit companies realizing they can make billions of dollars. Remember, $3.5 billion in five years in student loans. That means they received $3.5 billion in revenue. So this for-profit college had seven, was that $700 million a year in income over the last five years for $3.5 billion. So when a company realizes that they can make $700 million a year, by falsifying a couple of documents, well, there's apparently people out there that will take advantage of that. There are bad actors all over the place. Uh, the internet seems to, you know, boost some of this, and the internet seems to facilitate a lot of this. And and it became this nameless, faceless beast sucking money out of our out of the student loan system, saddling up and coming people, saddling people who are just trying to get back on their feet, saddling people who just want a better life with debt and giving them almost nothing in return, and now it's time to pay the piper. And it's time to pay the piper as a society, as a, as a country, as a government who let this happen. If we're going to if we're going to guarantee student loans, Rob, if our federal government, which I think is a good thing, you know, I think it's a good thing that we want to make education available, but just like with every other government program, there's always going to be fraud. There's always going to be bad actors. There's always going to be people trying to take advantage of the system. And if you do not police it, if you do not enforce it, right? Imagine if the IRS didn't have auditors, right? Imagine if the IRS did not have any type of enforcement. Imagine if the IRS just trusted everyone to fill out their tax returns correctly uh, and file them. It it probably would not happen, right? A lot of people (laughs) file correctly out of fear of audit, fear of repercussions. Well, because the Department of Education had no enforcement division to speak of, no one to go out and regulate these, no one to go out and watch these colleges like Corinthian, uh, who've now been shut down after saddling people with $3.5 billion worth of debt, we find ourselves in the situation we are in today as a society. Uh, And again, it is now our responsibility because we as the taxpayers, we as the voters, uh, allowed the people that we put in power to let the Department of Education not have any enforcement and we're going to end up eating a, a who knows how many billion dollar bill. I mean, if just one single company, if just Corinthian had three and a half billion dollars, uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to find out before the end of the show what the total outstanding volume of student loans is. Uh, and again, not not all of them are, are going to be bad actors. Not all of them are going to fit the criteria and will have taken advantage of students. Uh, but there's a bunch of them out there that I guarantee you have. 
If you just tuned in, you're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. My name's Rob Newton. I have the honor of hosting this show, and it's a good feeling. It's a great feeling to come to work each and every day and know that we're empowering you. And I'm only one of so many people that work for Robert Palmer, but most of all, we work for you. I'd say we work with Robert, and we're all working together to empower you. One of the things after the radio show uh, was devised is Robert came up with a website called savingthousands.com. So if you go to your search engine and search out savingthousands.com, spell out thousands, it'll pop up and you'll see the site. The first thing you'll see is a little form where you can sign up for the Saving Thousands newsletter. Then you're going to open up the site and there's the home page. Right there at the top of the home page are tabs that can take you just about anywhere to target in on the area of finance that interests you the most or is piquing your curiosity more today than any other time. You're going to find the rules, the Saving Thousands rules, and we'll talk about those rules later in the show. There's a tab that says radio shows. Pretty self-explanatory. Those are on-demand playbacks of radio shows we've recorded over the years. Next to that, station listing. Well, of course, this radio show, as you're hearing it right there in your hometown, is played on radio stations throughout the South. What's more, it's also heard on iHeart around the world, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you look under station listings, you'll see the city, the day, and the time when you can hear these shows, all right? And in many markets, we're on daily. Next to that, there's a tab that says Ask RP. That means when you click on that, you're going to get a form appearing on your screen. You can ask Robert Palmer any question about finances, and everything is totally confidential. Your answer will come directly back to you, okay? Totally confidential. And the final tab is probably one of the most important of all, and that's the Home Value Hotline. When you click on the Home Value Hotline, you're going to be led to a form where you can simply ask for the value of your home, and that's confidential, but it's also the most accurate assessment you can find. Okay, Robert, on the agenda, we wanted to talk about a lot of things, but one of them was those pesky plastic cards we carry in our wallet. Anyway, so on to, uh, on to credit cards. So uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of credit cards that I actually have, right? right? And, uh, and why I have them and, and use them as an example to kind of show people the big differences that an interest rate can have, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to mention who my worst credit card is. And, and I will tell you the only reason I still even have. So I got this credit card. Uh, when I got it, it was with a different bank. And then that bank went out of business and got sold. Like this thing's been moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and the interest rate got changed around a lot. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, the only reason I even keep this is because it's a trade line that has age on it. You know, as we're talking about credit, if I close this account, I think it has like a, a 15 or $18,000 limit on it. So if I close that account, then that's less available credit that I have, yeah. which can actually hurt my credit score by closing the account. So I keep it open and I'll use it at a gas station like once every two or three months and then pay it off immediately. Like, like really, Rob, I will use it, get in my car, pull up the mobile app and pay it off. <laughs> like I, I don't even mess with the, the, I don't even mess with the whole, uh, you know, the, the whole float and the whole, you know, time. I just, I hate this card. Nobody's getting, on, nobody's getting interest out of you. No, absolutely. It's on my, it's on my credit, whatever. <laughs> but this thing's at like 29% interest. I mean, it's a, oh, it's a, ter- it's a terrible card. And, and the funny thing is, so this is, you know, these are actually the, the two of the first credit cards I got. And so, you know, when I got this thing, I was young and I didn't have credit yet. And you kind of take what you can get. Sure. Right. And it sits at 29% interest. And then I have another card uh, that's through Mid Florida Schools Credit Union. I guess they don't call themselves schools credit. They just call themselves Mid Florida now. They, they used to be the Mid Florida Federal Schools Credit Union. Now they're just Mid Florida. Remember that. Yeah. They, they dropped the schools because, see, back then uh, it was a credit union for anyone who was a school teacher. And now it's anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone who knows a school teacher. I met one. Right. Exactly. If you've ever been to school, ever, then you, you, then you qualify to be a member. So <laughs> it, 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 you know, at, at some point, some federal laws changed and credit unions were basically just be able to say, oh, well, uh, we our membership requirement is you have to have a pulse. Outstanding. You're a member. Got it. Anyway, so now anybody, you don't have to be, I mean, again, all you had to do was ever like know someone that went to school or if you've ever driven by a school or if you can spell school you can join the Mid-Florida Credit Union because they don't even call themselves Mid-Florida Schools Credit Union anymore. But anyway, so I have a card with them that's it's 9.99% fixed. No way. It's a great interest rate for a credit card. Yeah, it's a, it's a Mid-Florida Platinum Visa. It's got 9.99% fixed. This is like the second credit card I ever got in my life. All right? Wow. 9.99% fixed. Uh, Mid-Florida Schools, or Mid-Florida. They don't call themselves schools anymore. Yeah. I, I'm going to continually mess that up. Uh, they're based out of Polk County where I grew up, right? But they've got, they've got branches in Tampa and Orlando now. They've really grown. And actually, I was at a Fannie Mae lender roundtable recently, and, and their head of mortgage was there as well. And really? we swapped some stories because yeah, I still bank there. 
You know, I mean, we 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 kill we we killed them in mortgage volume, but we had a good conversation, sure. and, and I banked there. Great bank, great great credit card. Uh, I've got I've, I financed a lot of my cars there. I'm a, I'm personally a fan of the credit union. I really am. I like the credit union model. Uh, you know, in 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 Tampa, Lakeland, I like Mid Florida. In Orlando, I like Fairwinds. Um, but I'm a big fan of the credit union model. Uh, from my experience, credit unions tend to do a little better job of of all the things I talk about here on the radio. Um, they're more transparent. They, they don't try to be vampires with their clients. Um, and they do a great job at that on credit cards and car loans, the things they control. The problem is when it comes to mortgages, most of them just broker their mortgages off to some other company. Oh, yeah. And that company does act like a vampire because it's not a credit union. It's a mortgage company or a big bank. Mm-hmm. And so we find, I find credit unions are very, very competitive in credit cards and car loans and personal loans, but they're not as competitive in mortgages because they don't have the volume to compete. You know, where, where when they're loaning out their own money, uh, for credit cards and things, they can they really do take care of their consumer. But then when they're just going to sell the mortgage off to somebody else, and if they're going to keep the mortgage, which they do on adjustable rate mortgages, most of them don't keep fixed rate mortgages. They only keep adjustable rate mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when they go sell that mortgage or broker that mortgage off to the other guy, the other guy is the vampire. He's the one with all the crazy fees and the crazy rates. And anyway, just my two cents. So uh, so let's say that uh, I've got, a, I owe, let's say I owe $10,000 on that 29% card, right? That's $2,900 in interest. Okay, that's a lot. It's ugly. Big lot. You know, and uh, and then let's say I owe that same $10,000 on my mid-Florida visa, that's only $990. I mean, so right there, you can get a real clear picture of uh, the course of a year, the difference between these two cards. I mean, that, it's a, almost a $2,000 difference. I mean, what are some things you would do with $2,000, Rob? I'm telling you right now, I take a, that would be four cruises for me. Four cruises. That'd be four cruises this year. So the difference between having a crappy credit card and a, and a good credit <laughs> card would be four cruises for you. I mean, that's, I think that's awesome. I, I don't know. I would, I would. I fix that's like a really good TV and a really good surround sound system. Like you a could major. you could like deck out your entire entertainment room for two thousand dollars. It's a man cave. Uh, it's almost a down payment on a house. I mean, you're getting close. Oh yeah. You know, there's yeah. some loan programs worth thirty five hundred, four thousand down. So that's a good that's a good uh, good step toward a down payment on a house. All these things just by having the right credit card. You know, and 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 moving a balance from a crappy credit card to a good credit card and. And this is the stuff a lot of people don't even pay attention. You're not saying know my numbers, are you? You're not yeah, going there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Huh, rule number two, got to know your numbers. And rule <laughs> number one, you got to shop around. You know, when somebody offers you, and this, this 29 is a really ex- extreme example. Uh, what I see most people is more more like 23s, 24s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've got a, one of my, my Chase Visa, I think, is like 15.9. Uh, and then the balance transfer rate's like 19.9. Their mid-Florida card at 9.99 is just, is just great. That is phenomenal. You know, it's, and it's fixed. It's phenomenal. Well, there's a lot more financial empowerment coming your way, and it's all about us. It's all about everyday people like you and me that get the paycheck, maybe weekly, maybe a couple times a month, but we get that paycheck, and from then, we're kind of on our own. You ever realize that? We went through school to learn all the things about having to get a job, creating a skill, you know, and making sure that we're the best of the best of the best in what we do, so we get a nice paycheck for it, but we were never educated of what to do with that paycheck money after we got it in our hands. And therein lies the problem. That's why so many people have debt. So many people end up on Wednesday running out of money, but they haven't run out a week. We've got so many people living off of credit, and we've got people that are mortgaging their houses just to have enough money to get by. Well, if you've listened to this show, those days are gone. Those days are in the past, and your recovery is not going to last that long. The recovery comes very quickly when you listen to the rules that Robert passes along. It is very, very cool. So I want to talk about that a little bit more on the show. I want to talk about some more ways that we have for you to access some great information. A little bit later on, I'm going to talk about a state of eyes. That's right. It's a brand new service from the Robert Palmer family of companies. A state of eyes. If you want to look that up on Google right now, you can get ahead of the game. But right now, Robert a couple of months ago, you came on this very program, and in a total surprise to everybody but you, you announced a no-closing-cost refi program. Well, when you did that, I had a couple of questions. One was, how can you afford to do that? Number two is, how long are you going to do that? And number three was, well, this is great for the homeowner. That's, so not, that's not so much a question as it is a statement, because homeowners who have been talking about refis for years have had to figure out how long it would take them to recover from the cost of the refi. Well, you just eliminated the cost, so that eliminates a big problem. So let's talk about how is this all going? And what I love is how many people are doing this, Rob. We see so many people reaching out to us and they're refinancing. They're, they're excited. They're taking advantage of the no closing costs, right? They're taking advantage of the fact that I'm removing the only barrier 
to refinancing a home loan, the closing costs. I'm removing that barrier by paying it myself. My industry peers have told me I'm crazy. I've had people tell me I'm going to go broke. I can't run a business this way. I don't care. I know it works. I'm a smart guy. I've run the numbers. I can afford to remove that barrier and pay all of your closing costs to earn your business and make it up in volume. And so, so many people are excited about this. They're taking advantage of it. They've, they've stayed on the fence. They've held off on pulling the trigger on refinancing before because of the closing costs, because of that barrier of closing costs. I've removed it. You can call right now and see what that looks like. And you can look at that shorter term. You can see what life would look like with a mortgage that's going to be paid off in 15 years instead of 23 years. Or a mortgage is going to be paid off in 15 years instead of 20 years. Or maybe 20 years instead of 30 years, right? Where we see the most possible savings is not by taking the lower payment. It's by taking the shorter term. It's by cutting real years off of the backside of that mortgage and making harder payments toward principal, reducing the balance faster on the front, building equity faster by accelerating that mortgage. And the way a mortgage works is you don't pay all the interest up front, right? It's not like uh, certain types of loans where you pay all the interest up front. Interest accrues monthly, and the shorter your term, the more of that money going toward principal. So when you go to a 15-year or a 20-year and you write that check every month or you make that online payment to us every month, you see real reductions in that mortgage balance. And we're here to help you do this. And again, I've removed the only real barrier to refinancing, which is the closing costs. And so if you want to see what that looks like, if you want to talk to one of my loan officers, if you want to look at reducing a term, how many years can you shave off while keeping the same monthly payment? We want to show you that, right? How many years can you shave off and maybe still reduce your payment a little bit? It's simple. It's one phone call away. We're here to help you with it at RP Funding, my mortgage company, 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Refinance today. I'll pay all the closing costs. I'm removing that barrier to entry, right, because I want to help you save money. I want to help all of my financial ninjas, all of my listeners take advantage of today's low interest rates. They will not be here forever. Right. I think, Rob, the, the whole low interest rates has kind of become a gimmick because people have been saying it so much. It's a reality. It's a reality. If you have a high rate on your mortgage, you owe it to yourself to take advantage of that low rate. I see so many of my financial ninjas have not done this yet. They have not refinanced their home loan because of that little pesky barrier called closing costs, which can be three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, but not today. I've eliminated that cost for you because I'm paying it on your behalf. And I'm going to talk about how I can afford to do that. Because that's, that's always the question I get. You know, people think I'm crazy. You know, I, I've built these big companies and I'm on 70 radio stations, but people still out there question my ability to, to make good business decisions. So I'm going to walk everybody through how I can afford to do this. Uh, but we are doing it. We're doing it right now. We've done it for hundreds and hundreds of people so far this year. Don't miss out. Be a part of it. Let me refinance your home loan. We can shorten your term. We can lower your payment. We can lower your rate. There's all these different possible outcomes. Call us to find out which ones apply to you. Call us to find out what potential benefits you may have from refinancing. 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. Or go to rpfunding.com. Okay, Robert, I wanted to take this opportunity to introduce everyone in the audience to yet another great tool. We've talked about savingthousands.com. We've talked about Saving Thousands, the radio app, but we've never talked about a state of eyes. What in the world is a state of eyes? Well, E-S-T-A-T-I-V-I-Z-E, a state of eyes. It's revitalizing real estate for the next generation. And that's what it's all about. This is a great site. This site is so good for not only consumers, but those people are involved in the real estate industry. It's kind of a mixture of both. And in mixing them both together, I think this is ingenious because people are now learning more about home buying, home selling, life in general, finances, and also an insight into what the real estate industry is up to. This site is so modern, it'll jump right off the page to you. One of the first things that I found was an article right on the front page that was called The Cost of Being a Real Estate Agent. You ever wanted to be in real estate? Well, that's a great article for you. All right. There's also some articles on the front page, VA Loans 101. What do you need to know about the VA loan process? There's also some tweets on there. And then here's a great article. When is it a good time to buy real estate? Here's a shorter one. 10 things you should be doing to ensure that your blog readers return. See, this site is all about today's generation. 
and our generation. That's older folks, but it's also about just bringing everything together, kind of in a social way. It's a great site. It's called the State of Eyes. I hope you look it up. I hope that you'll look up the information lifestyle section, the marketing section, the tech section, the business section, and the special area just for agents. But it's open to everybody to read. Those are real estate agents. All right, let's get back to the show. Robert, in recent meetings, you've been talking about wanting to create sort of a set of guidelines or rules, kind of like a GPS getting our car to where we want to be. But this would be to help us get financially where we want to be. So, you know, Rob, I'm, I'm working on kind of a code, right? So I, wa- I want us to have a saving thousands code. I, I want to lay it out, you know, the, the code, the commandments, the, the rules of the game. We talked about yesterday, right? You've got to know mm-hmm. the rules to the game. And so when you buy a Monopoly game, there's rules. And when you, you know, if you're going to play chess, you can go get a book or download the internet and you can read the rules, right? Anything we do in life, you go on a game show, you know, and you go to work, everything you do, there are rules. And and if you follow these rules, you will be successful in that endeavor, right? There are, there is no rule book for this. There is no rule book for how to use credit. There's no rule book for credit scoring. There's no rule book for any of these things. So I'm going to write one and it's not going to be a book, right? It's going to be like, like eight to 12 items the rules, right? And, mm-hmm. and so number one is very clearly going to be shop around. You know, you've got to shop around for everything. I don't care what it is, if it's financial related, rule number one is going to be shop around. Rule number two, uh, which I think is probably the most important, is that once you become a financial ninja, once you have applied these rules to every facet of your life, you have to share that knowledge with your friends and family because it's so hard to get an education on this. We don't teach it in schools. Nobody wants to talk about it, right? I mean, the, you know, our generations, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about no. credit. Well, how are we supposed to educate our kids and how are we supposed to educate our friends and family if we're not willing to talk about it? Oh, well, don't get involved in their affairs. Don't don't butt into their situation with their credit or their income. Well, how are we going to support each other and how are we ever all going to go from being financial zombies to being financial ninjas if we don't help each other out? And, and so rule number two uh, in my code is going to be that you've got to share the knowledge. You've got to stand up and share the knowledge, share the things you learned, share the successes you've had, share the ways you've saved money, earned money, made money, been a smarter consumer, been a financial ninja by what you've learned listening to this show, and share that with your friends and share it with your family and share it with your kids because they need that knowledge because you cannot get it anywhere else. So I'm working on the other seven, eight, nine object uh, items for the list, Rob. I have two so far. We need 10. I have two. I like 10. You like 10? Like the 10 yeah. commandments? Kind of like the 10 yeah, commandments. Yeah, 10 commandments. I, I have two. The 10 commandments of finance. I, I am two-tenths of the I'm I am 20% there. I have two. As you're listening to the Saving Thousand shows, reading the articles, visiting the websites, no doubt many of you are going to be convinced that now is a great time for you to forget the landlord and start putting your money to work for you. You know, up until now, you've been taking that 900, 1,000, 1,100, $1,200 a month. And you have been paying that to an individual or a company that supplies you with a place to live. Well, that's pretty good for a while. But then you got to think about how hard it is to earn the money you earn and how much benefit there would be to putting that money into a home that throughout the rest of your life would become an asset that you own. That 900, 1100, $1,200 a month would be going toward you, something toward what you own. And over the years, housing is always appreciated. At the same time, you're paying down the loan. So you have got yourself an asset that is building each and every month as you make your house payment. Makes a lot of sense. So when it comes to deciding, yeah, I want to buy a home, the next thing is, how do I find a good realtor? Well, the folks here at the Robert Palmer family of companies have found a good way to do that. It's very unbiased. You see, each and every time someone applies for a loan, through RP funding, they will go through a series of very friendly, but very nice surveys. When I say nice, why? Because they're supplying everyone with information. So the survey may ask how you were received at reception. The survey may talk later about how the people are treating you in underwriting and the people in documentation and the people who call you to update information on your loan. All along the way, those surveys are telling everybody here who's doing their job and who's not. And who's doing the best job? Well, the realtors that are involved in the transaction are also part of that survey process. Therefore, we have come up with a list of people that are darn sure the best in the market for doing the job for you. We don't publish that list, but we will make those names available to you when you call 855-773-8634. Well, Robert, a while ago, I was talking about a state of eyes 
It's just this company is always looking for more and more ways that our listeners can benefit from the Robert Palmer family of companies. Right. Well, you know, we've also we've got the iHeart radio station, which launched. Yes, which I, sir. I guess we can talk about here with our listeners. So the the iHeart channel is live. So anyone out there who has, if you're listening now on the iHeart radio app, uh, or if you have the iHeart radio app, there is a new uh, Saving Thousands channel. It's actually called Robert Palmer Radio Network. I think is the channel name. Four hours a day. Yeah. And so if you type in Saving Thousands or Robert Palmer into the iHeart app, uh, it will come up. You'll see our little logo with the microphone it says Saving Thousands Radio Network. It's blue and black. And yeah, you can listen to the show. It's on 24 hours a day. Uh, when I'm live, we're live there. So like right now, we're live on the iHeart app as right. well as on all the local affiliates. Uh, but then when we go off at 10 o'clock, uh, then we go into reruns. So there's 24 hours a day of shows being played on the iHeartRadio app uh, on the Saving Thousands channel. So you can check that out. Uh, we're going to be growing that a lot, adding more content. As we add more live shows during the week, we'll be busting in live. Whenever I'm live, we'll break in live on the iHeart channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's a cool resource for people. A lot of people have asked me in the past, you know, where can I listen to old shows? And, and while we have them on the Internet, it just doesn't seem to be the same. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been testing and listening on the, the three, iHeart app. Three know. o'clock in the morning the other day, I'm at the hotel, and I wake up in the morning at three o'clock, and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I listened to a show that we did on when to refi. When is it smart to refi? How many people could be empowered by that news? Oh, it's incredible absolutely. the show you did. Absolutely. I've got a friend who, uh, he listens. He's always out driving around. He's listening, but his wife's at home, and, and they don't get good AM radio signal in the house. I'm amazed how many people don't even have an AM radio. I mean, yeah. it really it really is crazy. I guess some of the newer radios don't even have the mm-hmm. AM feature. Uh, and so now his wife's been listening on the on the Saving Thousands app, or I'm sorry, on the iHeart Radio app to the Saving Thousands channel. Uh, it's just kind of cool, you know. So I, again, it's another evolution. Uh, it's something exciting. We've just added uh, the next step is you know we're talking about getting our own uh, cable channel. Uh, we're going to be recording all the radio shows and putting them on TV. Uh, and so I really do want to build this library, uh, you know, of getting into all the the details and the nitty gritty. Uh, you know, we're doing the research right now so I can put out some of these really great pieces. You know, I, I've told you to shop around and how to shop around. The next step is I'm actually going to help you shop around by by building in some of these, uh, you know, these grids and doing the research for you. I get it. There's, it's a lot of work. You know, I've got a, a, a staff of people now calling all these banks and credit unions to get all the details, and they know the right questions to ask. Oh, yeah. You know, and so we're going to we're gonna do a lot of legwork for you uh, so we can help people uh, shop around and, and save and, and be smarter consumers. So all that's coming down the line. Uh, the, the text line is up. If you do want to text a question, you can send that to 35353. That's, cool. that's our five-digit text line. Uh, that's exciting. A lot of people have been using that. It, it's funny because whoever had the text line before us, I think they were selling ringtones uh, because <laughs> we we get all these text messages of song names at random times from random places. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting, uh, all of the, the text. Have you been reading them, Rob? I've seen that. There, I've there, seen there's it. Some, yeah, there's definitely some questions <laughs> in there. But but we are taking your questions, 35353. That's the number to, to send a text to. Uh, we don't charge anything for that, just your normal whatever you pay for text messages. That's Rob, right. you have unlimited text, so it doesn't I cost do. you anything to, to shoot a message to 35353. You can ask, uh, also do AskRP uh, over at SavingThousands.com mm-hmm. or send an email to AskRP at RPFunding.com. Those are all the great ways to get questions in here. Oh, before we let you get away today, I do want to remind you that you can get further empowered. <laughs> That's right. It just doesn't stop. We're kind of like that that fountain of youth, or in this case, the fountain of financial power, I guess, because all of us here in the company just have so much fun coming up with more and more ways that we can help you. And one of the things that I take a great deal of pride in is on the radio side, we do a lot of recording and we post a lot of those recordings on the website, savingthousands.com. Some are shows that we've done in the past. Some are just times when we'll sit in the studio and we'll say, let's sit down and talk a little bit about blank. And before you know it, we've been in there for an hour or two or three, and we'll chop that up and come up with some smaller info modules, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and many, many hour-long segments. And those are the segments you hear right here on the radio show, Saving Thousands. So I was looking at the site, and we have a way of looking at the site a different way than you do, to where we can look at the site and see how you're using the site. What are the articles that you're clicking on? What are the radio shows that you're clicking on more and more, which indicates to us your interest? So right now, some of those radio shows that are really hot, you know, like being number 10 with a bullet to the top of the charts, right now, the one about being pre-approved, the one learn everything about a home loan from how you apply to what happens to that application all the way until closing, all right? There's another radio show that we did that we've talked a little bit about today. 
but this thing gives you the A, B, C, D, E, all the way to Z about what happens to a refi. How is it analyzed? When is a good time? Why people refinance? And how it affects your entire life and your entire financial outlook. It's a great article. Okay, we have one that's third trending right now, and that is owning a home. What are the adventures? What are the advantages? I love that show. Robert, we've got a little bit of time left, so where do you want to go from here, Captain? That's it. That's it, Rob. All right, so moving on. Let's uh, let's do a quick recap of the Saving Thousands rules here. I got it. Is this the most recent version? I think they might be missing a couple. Let's see. All right, rule, so. num- rule number one, always shop around. Yes, sir. This is a core competency of the show here. Uh, and so even if you're going to call us and, and, and try to take advantage of our no closing cost refi deal, I still want you to shop around, right? You know, I, I don't care if you're getting a loan or, or getting a credit card from your mother. I still want you to shop around. It's rule number one. It's the most important rule we have. Always shop around. It is the number one way you can take power back as a consumer. Yes, it takes a little bit of work. Don't be lazy. Don't be a financial zombie. Rule number one, always shop around. We really need producer Dave to get us the Captain and Tennille song, Shop Around. All right. So we can play that when you say shop around. Let's do it. Work that out, producer Dave. (laughs) Rule number two, know your numbers. All right. Credit score, home value, balances, interest rates, interest paid the prior month. Uh, The credit card companies and and mortgage companies and people go to great lengths to try to keep you from knowing your numbers, right? To try to keep you from understanding what you're really paying in interest, what you're really paying in in your uh, interest rates, what the monthly cost of that is. You got to know your home value. You got to know your credit score. As a financial ninja, you have to know your numbers because this truly does give you more power. No one can take advantage of you. It's harder to take advantage of you when you know your own numbers. Rule number three is the three-day rule, and that is that a financial ninja is going to wait three days before signing for credit or making a major purchase, right? Uh, A lot of advertising, a lot of the financial smoke and mirrors is made to play on our emotions and get us to make decisions quickly before we have time to think about it. Uh, my best example for the three-day rule is you are in line at the department store and they're trying to get you to sign up for the credit card to get the 20% off. And you're going to simply tell them, I have to go home and think about this for three days. And if three days from now, it still seems like a good idea, then I will come back and I will get your credit card. And they will say, but sir, you're going to miss out on the 20% off. And I will say, well, I am very sure that when I shop here again, you will still be offering the same stupid 20% off if I sign up for a credit card. And I have to wait three days because I'm a financial ninja. And because that is rule number three on the Saving Thousands Radio Network, so I have no choice. I have to deny, decline your card today. I cannot apply for it. I'm going home to wait my three days. The three-day rule will save you from making a lot of bad oh, snap wow. decisions, especially when it comes to credit and major purchases. Rule number four, don't abuse credit, but don't fear it either. All right, We're not going to abuse credit. We're not going to use credit to go buy things we can't afford, but we're not going to fear credit either. We're going to use credit to our maximum ability to take advantage of other people's money when we can get it interest-free. We've talked a lot about that this week here on the show. Uh, if you missed it, you can pop over to savingthousands.com uh, and hear this week's episodes. I did a lot on credit cards uh, earlier this week and uh, the grace periods and how to not pay interest for as long as 60 days, uh, which is a pretty significant amount of time to save interest. So don't abuse credit. Don't fear it either. That's rule number four. Rule number five we talked about earlier in today's show. If you know their tricks, they won't work, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get you to sign up for a credit card in line at a department store when there are a bunch of people behind you in a hurry is a trick, right? You know how many people ask about the APR and the annual fee in line? They just don't. I'm going to say like nobody, right? right? Because you're off kilter. You're not in your element. Uh, if you know the tricks, they don't work. Trust me, they have lots of them. The financial services industry spend millions of dollars a year honing these tricks, uh, and then I get to destroy them in minutes, right? That's right. It, it takes them years and millions of dollars to come up with them. It takes me 45 seconds on the radio to expose them. Which brings us again to rule number five. If you know their tricks, they won't work. Rule number six, spread your knowledge. All right. You have to educate your friends and family. I love that. All right. We, for whatever reason, we don't like to talk about this stuff. We don't like to talk about if we have debt. We don't like to talk about credit card. We don't like to talk about interest rates. Uh, We have to spread our knowledge. We have to educate friends and family. Uh, You got to get them listening to the show. Uh, It's really easy to do on our iHeartRadio station. Just download the iHeartRadio app. Put in savingthousands.com or saving thousands or Robert Palmer, either one, it'll pop up right there. We've got the blue logo with the microphone on it, Saving Thousands Radio Network. Uh, spread the knowledge. All right. Spread your knowledge, spread the word. We need everybody to become financial ninjas so we can all fight back as a group. Uh, number seven, if you run or own a business, be transparent with oh. your, your customers, with your consumers. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I reach probably 100, 120,000 people a week here on the radio. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, if I reach business owners, then I then get to impact the lives of everyone who shops with them. So I will tell you from my own experience, uh, running a business and putting consumers first and being transparent works. You will be more successful. Please give it a try. Uh, it's also a requirement if you want to be a financial ninja with me here on the radio because that is rule number seven. Rule number eight, practice what you learn and always learn more. All right, I am the perpetual student. I can always learn something more. Uh, so always learn more and practice what you learn. If you're just going to listen to me on the radio here and you're not going to do any of this stuff, if you're not going to shop around, if you're not going to know your numbers, if you're not going to wait three days, if you're not going to uh, not fear credit, not abuse it, if you're not going to know the tricks, if you're not going to do these things, uh, you can just flip over and listen to like some Hanson Umbop on another station, right? <laughs> That, that sounds like a much better use of your time than listening to me here talk about uh, how to become a financial ninja. Uh, so then we've got uh, share your success. Uh, so this is a little different than sharing your knowledge. This is actually sharing your success. Uh, you know, so uh, my father-in-law was in town uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. And he shared with me that, uh, so he does it, he lives in Jacksonville. So up until recently, he couldn't get the show. And so he's been listening now. And uh, he has already shopped around for new car insurance. Good deal. And taken advantage of that because he listened to the show. Uh, and so by him sharing that success, that will motivate other people to do the same thing. Like, wow, this stuff actually works. Maybe I will give it a try. Uh, then we've got uh, check their references, right? So we're going to Google companies' names that we're going to do business with before we do business with them. And we're going to put in scam. We're going to put in reviews. We're going to put in BBB for Better Business Bureau, right? So Google uh, RP Funding Better Business Bureau. And that's going to land you right on my Better Business Bureau page. You know, Google whatever company scams, whatever company reviews, whatever company complaints, check them out. Make a good informed decision. Right. Now, Rob, I know we had two more rules that are not on this list. So I'm going to have to figure that out. I'm going to have to dig through my emails. Yeah, and so everybody out there listening, like like this whole rules thing kind of came, uh, you know, like we didn't hire some consultant. Like I <laughs> didn't have time for us to get in a room and brainstorm this. This was like a series of emails over weeks. So like, like three right. in the morning, I would wake up and be like, ah, that, that should be a rule. And so I would send an email uh, to my wife, Jill, and to Rob and to producer Dave. And then we, we compiled them all into the list. And, and so we're going to make this into like a nice, official, pretty document. And we're going to put it up there on savingthousands.com. There are two more that I don't have here in front of me that I'm going to have to go back and figure out because I, I know we were up to 12 or 13 rules. Yeah, we're getting up there. Uh, and, and so the, once I feel like we're done, once I feel like we've got them finalized, then, you know, we're going to publish them. It's going to be cool. Like people can download it and make it their desktop screensaver or whatever they want to do. Uh, because the whole idea is if, if you follow these simple rules, uh, you will absolutely save money when it comes to personal finance. And none of this stuff is really that complex. No. I'm not sitting here telling you to learn how to, you know, hand calculate complex amortization schedules. You know, all this is stuff you can absolutely do. It's within your grasp. It's within your power. Uh, and we're going to teach you how to do it. And, and we're going to continue to reinforce this. And we're going to hold you accountable right here every day on the radio uh, to make better decisions, to not be taken advantage of, to know the tricks, to watch out for the tricks, to, to wait the three days, to shop around, to do all the things we're talking about. This is how you become a financial uh, financial ninja. This is how we eradicate all the financial zombies out there. Because trust me, they they all want they want to make you into a financial zombie. I want to turn you into a financial ninja. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. Hey, Robert, a while ago when I was talking about all the radio shows that we've archived over the years, well, some of the people sitting in the studio here are from our research division. And boy, did I get a look from one of the girls. <laughs> she wrote me a note that said, hey, what about the articles that we write for Saving Thousands? All right, I got to give equal treatment under the law to our good friends from across the hall in research. But some of the articles they're writing right now are just so valuable to you. These are things you really need to know. Like a zero credit card balance, does that hurt you or does it help you? Okay. The best ways to find great deals and save money in all facets of our lives, all the way from going to the grocery store, to the big box store, to buying a house, buying a car, taking a vacation, super article. Okay, closing under the new TRID regulations. Is this good or bad for consumers? And what does it mean to go through the TRID process? You're going to find out that it's a very consumer-empowering gift from our government. Okay. The third article that's getting your attention would be consumers. Are you at risk with those new credit cards that have the chip embedded in them? Well, there may be things going on that you flat don't know. Robert, let's get back to people that are buying homes. The first thing we tend to do is we make the decision, family, spouse, whatever. We make that decision to buy a home. So we take an afternoon, maybe a weekend afternoon. We get in the car and we drive all around. We pick out some neighborhoods that maybe we'd like to live there. Maybe our friends live there, maybe relatives, or maybe it's just a good place with good schools and shopping and security. 
So we venture out there. We see a home. Everybody in the car loves it. We bounce out of the car. We look at the real estate sign. We think about real estate people we know. And all of a sudden, we're ready to go in and make an offer. However, we forgot the most important thing. How much home can we afford? Right? That's the key, Rob. You got to get that pre-approval. You have to know how much you can afford, right? I mean, maybe you're out there and you're going to pay cash. I mean, sure, there's people out there that pay cash. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I'm, I'm about to buy a new home and I am not going to pay cash because right. it just doesn't make sense. I mean, really, when you look at the tax benefits of having a mortgage, when you look at uh, the uh, basically the the other places you can put your money. I mean, the fact that right mm-hmm. now you can get a mortgage in the in the threes, right? You know, and and then where else are you going to get money that cheap? So my philosophy is, hey. I'm always going to finance a house. Obviously, I'm a little jaded because I'm in the mortgage business, but right. you know, I'm going to finance my own house. No matter how much money I ever had, I would still finance my my primary residence. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's the tax benefits are there. Uh, it's just it's a great thing to do. It's a it's a great way to borrow money very cheaply. You know, I can use that money in business investments sure. instead of the cash to buy a house. You can use that money to put your kids through college. If you have any credit card debt, you should obviously pay that off before you ever considered paying cash for a house. Pay your cars off. I and mean, there's a lot of other things I think mm-hmm. that don't have the tax benefits, don't have as favorable of interest rates for the long term, right? Because what you got to think is when you lock in a 30 year fixed rate uh, in the threes. Right. What uh, what are rates going to be 10 years from now, 15 years from now? And you're still sitting here locked into that low rate. And that's where that's where, you know, people get wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they take advantage of a huge arbitrage by getting a 30 year fixed rate mortgage at what are ridiculously low interest rates. I mean, really, rates. If you had told me seven years ago that we would see interest rates as low as we saw 18 months ago, as low as we see now, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. I mean, I would I would have actually said it's just not physically possible. There is no way that a long bond that a 30-year bond could ever price that low. Mm-hmm. And here we sit. And it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the downside to it is, obviously, people are getting 0% on their checking accounts, 0% on their savings accounts. Yeah. But you can do really well in the market. I mean, that's what's amazing. You know, there's there's people doing really well in the stock market. So while fixed income and fixed income assets and savings accounts and bonds aren't paying out very well, the market's done great. Mm-hmm. You know, the market's done great since it started this, this massive rebound. And a lot of people have made good yield. And so if you if you took that cash and paid cash for your house, you know, great, you're saving yourself 35 4% interest. Or you could have taken all that money and stuck it in the market and, and made a whole lot more over the last couple of years. So that's that's my advice to people. That's my advice to myself. You know, so so what happens then is when you go home shopping, if your intention is to finance said home, mm-hmm. now you gotta know you can get the mortgage. You gotta get the pre approval letter. And that's what we're gonna talk about today, right here on Saving Thousands, is what that means. And so here's what I want you to understand, Rob. Whether you're buying a house or selling a house, the pre approval is important, right? Because for the home seller if you let a borrower, if you let a potential buyer put your house under contract and they've got a bogus pre-approval letter, right? So they, I come mm-hmm. in, Rob, you're selling your house, right? And you think you're going to move back to the Ozarks, right? And I've got a timetable, remember. Yeah, Everything's right. on a timetable. That's right. So you you think you're going to close on your new house, exactly. you know, outside of Central Florida because you're leaving, you're taking off, you're retiring, you're gone. And so I say, well, okay, Rob, well, I need 60 days to close, right? So we're going to write up a contract, And I'm going to give you a pre-approval letter that says I I should be able to get financing. That's the hope. And then you take your house off the market for 60 days and you go about your business. And, uh, and, you know, so from then, what if something goes wrong, right? And so so during the 60 days, you are getting everything lined up. You're preparing as the seller to buy your new house. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, right before closing, something blows up because it turns out your buyer was never actually qualified. They never actually could get the mortgage. And this happens a lot more than you would think. Hmm. And here's why. At most mortgage companies, the pre-approval is issued by the salespeople with no oversight from any other department. Right? Wow. And as crazy as it sounds, so let me just give you an idea of how much oversight we put the, pro- the person through before we will actually give them a dime. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the mortgage business, the, the sales guy can issue the pre-approval with no oversight. But before we will actually send a dollar of our money to the closing table to fund your new mortgage, we're going to have that file looked at by a processor, an underwriter, a closer, a funder, right? And we even run some quality control checks on it through our quality control department, right? So before we will give you a dollar of our money, and this is standard in the industry, everybody does this part the same way, there are five levels of oversight because we want to make sure that sales guy didn't make a mistake before we give you any money. But most companies will let the sales guy give you the pre-approval letter, with zero oversight, none, mm. zero. And and so what we talked about yesterday is how some of these mortgage companies will pay their sales guys up to $8,000 in commission, or even mm-hmm. more. You know, my example yesterday was was making that this company pays 400 basis points, which is 4%. If they did a $400,000 loan, the commission would be $16,000. 
I mean, it's, it's insane. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So that sales guy, some of them will just say, well, hey, we'll just throw everything up against the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get lucky. Like, I don't think he's going to qualify, but let me give him a pre-approval letter anyway. Maybe I'll get lucky because I'm only closing two deals this month. And, and if he pulls it out, you know, maybe his credit score will go up. Maybe he'll find the money. Maybe he'll get a, a stable job between now and finding a house. Who knows? Let's <laughs> roll the dice. Let's give him a pre-approval letter. And because there's no oversight from the lender, there's no oversight from the actual company who is going to send the money, who is actually going to approve the loan, the, the, the pre-approval is completely worthless. And so this creates two big problems. One, you've now got a buyer who thinks they're getting a home mm -hmm. and they're giving notice on their apartment. You know, they're out getting the electric turned on. They're showing the kids the new school they're going to be going to. They're showing pictures of the house to everybody and their brother. And all of a sudden, they find out they don't qualify. And now what? And then on the flip side of the transaction, you've got a seller who thinks they're going to get $200,000 cash in the next couple of months for their house so they can go buy a new house or they can go on a cruise around the world or whatever their plans are. And it, it doesn't happen because the buyer never really qualified. And so my solution to this was to put oversight in place during the pre-approval process. Mm -hmm. And when I did this, Rob, when we first did this at RP Funding, I expected it to be very expensive. Right. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, right now I don't have to pay anyone. I don't have to pay any of these highly, highly compensated members of the underwriting department <laughs> to validate pre-approvals. Uh, we only have them look at files that are, that are toward closing and that already have houses under contract and that are already serious. And now I'm going to have them look at all these pre-approvals that may or may not ever turn into mortgages. Man, this is going to cost me a lot of money. That's right. But I said, you know what? It's okay. It's worth it. Uh, I do not want to further perpetuate the cancer in our industry, which is giving people false hope of buying a house. Thank you, Robert. It's been a great hour. And I just want to thank you for giving back. I know over the years you have taken an idea of starting a mortgage company of your very own and building that into an array of companies all built around serving people, customer service, transparency, honesty, and innovation. If all of America was kind of turned that way, I think we would go to a future that's unlimited. And you're kind of showing people how to do that. And I'm hoping that people in our audience, as they buy that home, as they get into their financial training, I'm hoping that number one, they see that it isn't all that hard. And number two, that if they keep looking for availability, looking for opportunity, looking for better ways to build the mousetrap, so to speak, and being transparent that they will get ahead. So thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. And I know there's a lot more radio shows to do, and there's a lot more to do with every different service we provide. Savingthousands.com. Saving Thousands, the app for the smartphone. Let's see the Saving Thousands radio show we're on right now. Estate Advice, a website that I know people are going to love especially you millennials. I want you to cash into that one and people in the industry and people thinking about buying houses. There are just so many ways that the Robert Palmer family of companies reaches out to you each and every day. We thank this radio station and I want to leave you with a couple of numbers. The home value hotline, 866-222-8231, 866-222-8231. And don't forget, saving thousands, RP funding, 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634, conversation without the obligation. And we're all saving thousands with Robert Palmer. <laughs>